Hi, you guys. Happy Friday. It's me. I know. I'm the worst. I am maybe the most inconsistent podcaster who ever lived. But, like, that's why I kind of started this, because I knew that I was going to be doing things, and, like, I've been traveling, and I just didn't want to, like, force myself to sit down and record a podcast when I wanted to be present in the present moment. Anyway, let's catch up. Let's do some housekeeping. Um, It was my birthday, turned 27. It was my golden birthday, very iconic. I was in Montana for a few days. My sister was here helping me celebrate my birthday. Um, I think I already talked about my sister, though. And yeah, I, I uh, went to Montana to shoot a wedding and um, had some other photo work as well. And then I stayed with my sister and hung out with her and it was great. We went swimming in rivers and it was just like the most Montana summer weekend ever. Um, it even like rained a little bit, which was amazing because I love the rain. And yeah, and now I'm back here, back in LA. Um just kind of chilling. I've had kind of a slow, other than my travels, I've had kind of a slow start to the summer. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit more, but because of that, um, today we're talking about community. And before we start, I actually don't have a coffee because I'm recording this at like 2 PM, but this morning I had, you know, my Typical honey oat milk latte, and I will probably make an iced one after I'm done recording this because I have a shit ton of editing to do. Um, But why are we talking about community today? Basically, I turned 27 and I had the kind of breakdown or like, not breakdown, but like, you know, crisis when people turn 30. I basically had that at 27 because it was my golden birthday. And if you don't know what a golden birthday is, it's when you turn the age of the day you were born. So like I was born on the 27th of June. So my golden birthday is when I turned 27. And I was the last golden birthday of the family. And it was always like a fun tradition in my household. And I have three other siblings. So anyway, it was a big deal. And I felt a little bit of pressure. I felt like this kind of looming feeling of like, oh my God, it's my birthday. What am I doing with my life? You know, that kind of kind of quarter life crisis, I guess you could say. But I feel like I have one like once a year. Like I feel like I have a yearly life crisis. Um, now is mine right now this year. Um, plus it doesn't help that I've had a lot of like free time this summer, like a lot of time where I'm not working consistently because the family I work for is out of town for a really long time. Um, and so I just like have a lot of time to think about like, shit, what the fuck am I doing with my life? How am I going to make money? Um, life goals, etc. And I also have had a lot of time to kind of think about the past six months and you know, when it hits July, you're like, all right, we're in the middle of the summer. What do I want for the rest of the summer? What did I want back in the spring when I wished it was summer? Stuff like that. And I realized that I've been through a lot this spring. I got in a car accident. I moved. I've had a lot of friend 
like changes and separations and a lot of family drama and just feeling like stuck in my career. And then I got COVID and a lot has happened and a lot has changed. And it's actually been crazy and very beautiful. Like I'm, I'm really proud that I've gotten through all of that stuff, but at the same time, it's kind of left me a little depressed. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I'm mostly just like depressed about this lack of community and this lack of feeling like I have people I can call no matter what, who will show up and be there for me and vice versa. Like it's just been a really long time since I've had my people, whether it's one person or like a group of people. But, you know, I have my sisters, which which has been my community for the past forever. Um, and thank God I have them because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have them. But, you know, we're all over the world. Like we're, you know, <clears throat> across the country in Italy, in Montana, in Oregon, like we're all over the place. And so it's not easy to just be there for each other in person. And while I think that, and I'll talk about this more later, but while I think that, you know, online community is really great and also, you know, community that is super tight, that is somewhere else. I think that is so nice to have people in other places. But man, do I wish that I had somebody here. I wish that I had a partner here. I wish that I had friends that were solid and enjoyed the same things that I do. And like, I don't know, just people who I could call and just be like, hey, I need a favor. Can you help me? And they'll be like, yes, what do you need? And then they show up with a coffee and a snack. You know what I'm saying? Like, is is that so is that so hard? <laughs> like I just and I want to do that for other people, you know, but I just feel like I have not made those friends yet. And I've made amazing friends through, you know, just living here for the past couple of years. Um, but I still feel like I'm lacking that sense of like true bond with people. I, you know, I work as a nanny and as a photographer, so it can be a little bit lonely because I don't have coworkers and I don't have like that setting where like you can just be chummy with your friends and go out for a beer after your shift or whatever. Um, and it can get a little, it can get a little lonely. And I haven't felt lonely in a really long time because I've just been doing so much and, and moving to LA and having this moment during COVID of like, wow, I love being alone and I love feeling all of this by myself and processing all of this by myself. But now I'm kind of like, wait, oh, I need people though. I need somebody. And so thus this episode is born. Because <laughs> I know that some of you are probably feeling the same way. And I asked um, on Instagram if any of you were feeling the same way and a few of you replied and I'm really happy that you did because I knew you were out there. Um, okay, so what is community? Google defines it as a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Cute, yeah. Or they say a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. So. That's pretty like, that's a pretty basic definition, 
of community that's like a literal community that lives together. Like I'm not talking about a neighborhood. I'm talking about like those people that make you feel like you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it can be one other person. It can be five people. It can be uh, a whole group of people. But just those people that you know are like your solid posse. And I, it's not like clicky because, you know, nobody likes a click. But I just remember like I was going when I was in Missoula this past couple weekend, like I this past couple weekends, the the last weekend. I can't talk. Last weekend, <laughs> when I was in Missoula last weekend, I uh, ran into some really close friends of mine who I haven't seen in a long time. And, you know, either a, a couple of them I lived with when I was going to college and then a couple I just met through other jobs and we just became really tight. And then a couple were just kind of random meetups that ended up blossoming into something really special. And I just have not found people like that here in LA. And I think that's an LA thing. I refuse to believe it's me. <laughs> I refuse to take ownership for that. But community is necessary. And I'm realizing like how necessary it is because it has been there since the dawn of time. Okay. It has, it, it, it since cavemen, since before humans, like there have just been groups of things and people and beings that are like-minded, um, who find comfort in being around things like them. And it always looks different, you know, of course, as, as time progresses, like community with technology is insanely different versus like a community in the sixties when cell phones weren't a thing, you know, along with the technology train, there is so much within that, like within social media, within all of that, because you can gain followers, you can post your story, you can tweet, you can have a TikTok community, like you can have all of these comments on your things and people can support you without even meeting you and you just feel like people online have your back. And I definitely feel that way. And I think that is such a special feeling to know that people all around the world know who you are and are okay, like are who love you, like truly deep down want to see the best thing for you. And a bunch of my listeners I've never even met, a bunch of my followers I've never even met. And like back when Michael and I were doing the podcast, like we met so many people who became like are trusted friends and it's crazy to see it's crazy to have that and never even meet them you know and so I think that is extremely important but there's just nothing like having somebody in person with you day to day living the regular stuff you know you get a flat tire who do you call you know what I mean like who's your emergency contact um, stuff like that. Who's your, who's your person? Who's your friend that you're like, man, I don't really want to do anything, but like, do you just want to come over and cry with me? Or do you just want to come over and watch movies? Or, um, you know, you really want to go try out a new restaurant, but you don't want to go alone. Who is the person that you call? And there's just nothing. It's just, 
technology just isn't enough, you know, FaceTime, social media, whatever. It's just not enough. And then we also had like the tier of COVID kind of starting to kind of fuck up that community feeling because, you know, we were all in our, in our rhythms, at our jobs, whatever, cultivating community. And then COVID just came out of nowhere and we suddenly had to just pause everything. And it's still really struggling to come back. You know, some places don't have music anymore. Some, some places that were staples for us to meet our friends at, like a restaurant or a coffee shop, they went out of business. Like COVID really messed some things up and let alone forcing us into isolation, but also just changing our world, like, and the way we function and the way we hold space for community and how we act with each other. You know, it's like so much harder to cultivate a community when you're all wearing masks and you can't touch each other or hug each other or even shake somebody's hand. You know, it's just crazy what we went through and what we're still going through and how we're all kind of traumatized by that. Like at, at least me, I feel like my social abilities have completely changed since being isolated and some of it is for the better and I feel like I am a more patient, more thoughtful speaker and listener and I do feel that I am more present in my conversations and in my friendships and in just people around me than I used to be. But at the same time, I'm so much more introverted than I used to be. And it's actually really kind of hard to talk to people sometimes. And it's hard to be in a social situation that I don't really want to be in. And I, it's hard for me to fake it, you know, not saying you should fake it, but there are some situations where like it's normal to just kind of be there and be okay, you know, <laughs> and sometimes you can't be. And like speaking of being isolated and like getting to know yourself and feeling, you know, independent, I guess, it's really easy to glamorize that and like make it, especially once you get older, even when you're a teenager, it's like, I can't wait to do things on my own. Like I'm going to be independent. I'm going to just do things and make my own decisions and I don't need anyone else and I don't want to be told what to do and I don't want other people controlling what I wear and what I think and what I do and like that is all well and good and I 100% empathize with that and I feel as though that is a big part of growing up as a human being just realizing that you can make your own decisions and you can do whatever the fuck you want but also like it's also really nice to be loyal to somebody and really nice to think about other people and do things for other people and realize that your community shapes you and it's not all up to you. You don't, you're not alone. You can ask for help and you don't have to be afraid to ask for help and to need somebody, you know? It's just a healthy boundary of loving yourself and then being able to spread that. And I feel as though like being introverted has made it really easy to isolate myself and to say like, oh, well, if they're not going to reach out, I'm not going to reach out. And sometimes you don't even think about it in that, in that way. You just kind of do that. You're like, well, 
they're not calling me, so like they must not want to hang out want to hang out with me. And honestly, I don't really want to hang out with them either. You know, and that's just kind of a cycle that just goes on and on and on. And you slowly just start to push community out and isolate yourself. And it's really, really fucking easy to do as an introvert and post COVID. And when you feel like you don't know what you're doing and you're not making as much money as some of your friends or whatever, um, it can be really scary and weird and hard to get into a community and kind of insert yourself into their world because some communities are really clicky. Like some groups of people that you think are really cool can be clicky and can be weird. Or maybe you perceive them as clicky, but they're not trying to be clicky. You know, it's like, oh, it's so hard to do if you're not good at communicating that and, you know, just showing up. Um, especially when community doesn't always look the same everywhere. You know, your my community in LA, specifically like West Hollywood, is going to look completely different than a community out in the valley, in like the canyons and in the desert versus the community on the beach in Santa Monica or Venice versus the community in literally anywhere else other than a city. Like every place has a different version of their community and a different kind of fluctuation and a different size. And there are so many different levels of a community. You can have, you know, your colleagues or your work people who you just know through work and you go get a beer together. And it's like, that's what they're good for. And it's so nice to have them. You know, it's so nice to have them and be invited to go do something, even if it's just for fun and you, you're like, well, we're never going to hang out like outside of that, but it's fun to hang out regardless. Or like, at least I have someone to eat my lunch with, you know, stuff like that. And then there's like your family, whether it's chosen or given, but they are a community in and of itself, like possibly the most deep rooted community you can ever be in, but they're not always, you know, around you. They're not always going to see eye to eye but you have like this familial thing that still connects you. And then you have your friends who are just like your solid group of people who you do things with, who you spend your time with, who you ask advice for, who you vent to, like, et cetera. And then you have like a school specific community, which I think is so interesting because like in college or Actually, school is like kind of the biggest community that you can have. I feel like the people you meet through your school, through your college, through your program, whatever, are like ride or dies. You know what I mean? Like they are <clears throat> they are the people that are going through this one specific time and, pa- and place with you and either your friends forever, like for the rest of your lives or like you just have such a saturated experience together during school and you like still follow each other and you know you like keep track of each other but you all kind of move on in your own ways you know what I mean but you all have this like one thing that just binds you and I definitely still have those friends and I ran into a couple of them when I was in Montana and it was like so good to see them. It was just so good to see them because I know them and I love them. And like, even though their lives and my life is completely different now and we might not even have much to talk about, but like just 
being around their presence makes me feel comfortable, you know, and makes me feel like they understand. And then, you know, while you're in school, you feel such a community and such a kinship with these people and you're going through classes together and you're going through these hard times together. And then all of a sudden like Christmas break comes or summer break comes and you have to go home or go work or do whatever and people separate and it's like extremely lonely and you're like what the fuck do I do now like I have no friends nobody loves me and it's like hard to reach out to those people because you don't really have anything in common at that time you don't have anything to talk about and it can be really hard um and then there's like a romantic community which is like past relationships which can be really good or bad for me (laughs) It was kind of bad for me. It feels like, well, okay, part of it is good because it's familiar. Because when you see those people, you're like, oh man, you know me. Like, you know my entire soul and my life and everything about me. And that can be really comforting. Um, But if it didn't end well, it can be like a graveyard of exes in that town or wherever like everything reminds you of them you look for their car somewhere like it's all kind of enveloped in that person or people and it can be very triggering and really really difficult to get your mind off of it and kind of move forward which is why I ended up having to move sometimes because I just felt like like I knew everyone already and I I don't know if this was me taking my community for granted, but when I moved from Montana to LA, I felt this um, like deep yearning for a new community, for new people, for new exciting things, for new places. And like, I knew the people around me already. I, Montana is a very small place and it's a very small bubble of people, many of which stay there forever. And So once you have like a community that kind of webs throughout the state, you feel like you run into them everywhere and everyone already knows you and you already know them. And it's like, you can't go anywhere. Like can't even go to the grocery store without running into someone I know whenever I visit. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a very, it can feel a little limiting. Do you know what I mean? It can feel like, oh man, I just, I need to get out and meet new people. I need to go out and do more things. Like, is this all that is meant for me? You know what I mean? It feels a little bit limiting and a little bit stifling. And I just grew tired of like knowing everyone and wanted to start fresh. And I assumed, I wrongfully assumed that I would make one here really easily. I was like, oh, I'm going to move to LA and like everybody's going to be super cool and super down and super fun and like... I'm going to make such an easy community and group of friends. And like I met friends of friends and, you know, I've met a lot of people. I just feel like none of them are as like-minded as me and none of them are either close enough physically uh, to like easily hang out with them or they just are not my type of people in the long run and it's really really frustrating um especially because a lot of people here are very flaky 
and a lot of them are kind of fake. Like, we're all kind of here to make it, quote unquote, whatever the fuck that means. Like, we're all... We're all here to have a successful band. We're all here to make it as a photographer. We're all here to become the next biggest TikToker. We're all here to be successful in our company. Like we're we're all striving for something and like people who come to LA come here to have opportunities and to experience these things and to make it. And you know, you don't really come to LA to just like chill, mostly. There are a lot of people who have been here for a long time who are settled in whatever they're doing and they are chilling. But most people that are like 20 years old to 30 years old are just fucking hustling, man. They are just just trying everything they can to be an actress or an actor or a famous writer or something or make it on social media. Like it's, it's crazy, especially in like the West Hollywood area. It's so toxic and materialistic sometimes. And it can be fun. Like there's a lot of fun parts where it's like very exciting and you, you know, you meet people and you're like, Oh man, are you like, you trying to work with brands too? I'm trying to work with brands. Like, let's work together. But then there's always this weird sense of like competition, even if you're not even in the same industry. Like, there's just this sense that like somebody's going to take your spot because odds are that only one person is going to make it out of that group. You know what I mean? So, you, if you and your friend want the same thing, odds are that. Either neither of you are going to get it or one of you is going to get it and the other person is screwed. Um, And that's really sad and like really scary because you try to confide in people and they're just out for themselves. Like they just want something from you or they befriend you for that moment in time because it's convenient and whatever. And then like they don't need you anymore. They're too busy. They're trying to do their thing. And I get it. Like, I get it. I understand. I I did that for a second. And then I was like, what am I doing? I hate this. This is not me. Like, I am more the, like, live in a cabin in the woods or, like, live in a hut in the desert kind of person. Like, I don't – and I I want my people. Like, I love – you know, family dinners and I love potlucks and I love just like sitting around and watching the Super Bowl, even though I don't really give a shit about sports. Like I just like those kind of events that are chill and where you just talk and you drink wine and you listen to music and you just like learn about each other and laugh together about things. And like, I feel like so many of the people you meet here are just so focused on what they're doing to make it and it's hard to talk to those people it's hard to get close to those people because all they care about is that and it's it's kind of like short it's like short term it's like they're obsessed with the short term and they can't really see the bigger picture they can't really see like the global picture if that makes sense like when I talk to people I am I and this is kind of also a red flag about myself but I'd like to think it's a green flag because it means that I'm in it 
You know what I mean? I'm in it for the long haul. I, whenever I talk to people or I meet people, like I wonder, like I envision how we could be friends or I envision how we could date or I envision how they could be in my life for longer than this moment in time. I always think that just even subconsciously. And uh, it's like, it gets me into trouble sometimes because I, cause I get attached to that outcome and I just kind of like assume that outcome's going to happen. Like if I run into an old friend and I meet all of their friends, I like follow all their friends on Instagram and I'm like, let's stay in touch. Like I want to hang out again. Like let's keep talking. And then I never see them ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I still see their stories on Instagram and I'm like, why did I even, why was I so attached to like becoming close with those people? Because they obviously didn't care. And then I don't reach out because they don't reach out or I just like realized that that was unrealistic or something. You know, it's just like I'm such a more old fashioned kind of uh, social being. I just would rather meet somebody and hang out with them in person and get to know them and laugh and like do all of the things like have a really uh, saturated time together. You know, like if we're going to hang out, I want to like I want to know everything about you and I want you to know everything about me and I want to be able to trust each other and like do things for you and have you do things for me. And maybe that's crazy. I don't know, but uh, it's just the way I feel about people. And then if I don't see that future with you, as soon as I meet you, like I don't think about it. I don't worry. Like if I meet you one time and I'm either not attracted to you or I don't feel uh, like there's any sort of future in our friendship or relationship. Like I don't, I have no attachment to it. It's crazy. But most of the time I do. Most of the time I'll like see something there and I'll be like, oh, great. Like we are going to be our people. Like say you hang out with a group of girlfriends and you like do something together and it becomes like, it was like really fun. And then you have like a group chat and you name the group chat and you set a picture for the group chat. Like that's me. I'm the person who does that. I'm the person who's like, okay, now we are this thing. We are this unit. We are this entity and nothing can break it except it's not actually real. Like it's just me wanting it to be, you know? And then I slowly realize that that's not really always how it ends up. And there's a lot of toxic positivity out there. There's just a lot of like subconsciously, I can get this from you in this moment. What can you do for me? And then just dropping the person, which, you know, no matter how long you've been friends with them, it just happens sometimes. Um, especially in like the art community, music or painting or writing or photography or any of that sort of space. It is so hard being an artist. It is so hard because one day you can feel this insane, incredible support and, and amazing fulfillment from being in the art community and from being an artist. And then the next day you feel like a failure. <laughs> like you just feel like, Everyone is gatekeeping their talents. Everyone is intimidating. Everyone is better than you. And you have insane imposter syndrome and you feel like you're never going to make it. And why even bother? 
you know, and I, I especially have been going through this right now, hardcore. I haven't really found a solution yet. <laughs> Damn. I just feel like I am so good at what I do, but it is so hard to do, to do it. <laughs> Does that make sense? When I'm photographing, I know what the hell I'm doing. Like I am good at it. I have an eye. I, I am, I think my photos are beautiful, but it is so hard to take them. It is hard to get work. It is hard to find connections. It is hard to get into this industry. And I feel like music is the same thing. And everyone tells you, you have to record songs on TikTok and like be on social media and post all the time, post your work all the time. And like, if you're just not that kind of artist, what the fuck are you supposed to do? You, you sink, you just completely sink. And if, if you want to be a ceramicist who lives in the middle of the woods off the grid and sells their work at, you know, to celebrity buyers or to, you know, just people who really respect your art, how the hell are they going to know who you are if you're off the grid? They're not. Word of mouth is it. But word of mouth is so weird these days. Like it used to be so strong, but I feel like in places like LA or other places, I'm sure, people don't recommend people as much. It's like rare to find somebody who you can be like, hey, I need a chiropractor. And they're like, oh, here, I have a list of 10. She's really great. They're really great. Really like him, blah, blah, blah. Like that is rare. Okay, especially amongst young people, like under 30 or even under 40, to be honest. And like word of mouth is the best recommendation you can have as an artist. And it's like a dying, <laughs> a dying communication. It just takes a long time to cultivate those connections and to cultivate that community. And it can be extremely exhausting, which is why you need a community, <laughs> which it's like, Community can be so hard to find, which is why you need a community. Like it's an impossible circle and it's impossible cycle. And like, especially, and there can be, you, you need so many different kinds of communities. Like I need an artist community. I need a music community. I need a community of women. Like I, I need these, these main communities so that I can stay sane. Do you know what I mean? And the women, women need women. Okay. And I, and I, and I don't want to isolate other genders or other identities because I respect what you identify as. And you can read that as just people need people, people who identify as something need people who also identify as that same thing. And especially if they're like a minority, like BIPOC people or women identifying, et cetera, because we need people amongst us who understand what it's like to be this way and to experience the world in this way and to be oppressed and uh, ridiculed and have our rights taken away. Like we need other people like us. And I, as a woman, need some goddamn solid woman, okay? Because like 
I have my sisters, but I need women here who get it. I need women here who are like me and share my personality and share my beliefs and who will cry with me about Roe v. Wade being overturned and who will get angry with me and go to protests with me and who I can depend on, who aren't selfish and and will be there for me, you know, and who will talk with me about how frustrating and difficult it is to be a woman in this world. (sighs) You can tell that I've been like, really, I'm feeling really heavy and really stuck lately. And I'm really lucky that I have this platform, even if like seven people listen, I don't care. I just, I find this very helpful to talk it out and to just put it that out in the world because I know you guys are feeling it too. And, um, I just want you to know that like, I'm your community. If you need it, I'm here for you. If you feel like you don't have one, let me know. And we can be each other's like, even if we don't live in the same place, I will do my best to be a community for you. My Patreon is such a good community. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's like an online space where artists and creatives and other people, like literally anyone, can have uh, a support system. And it's like divided by tiers and you can pay like a monthly amount to just support that person and build a community within that space. And I have one. It's patreon.com slash Mary Kantner. And um, I'll link it in the episode, whatever. But it's such a nice place. And like I record episodes there. I record check-ins and, um, I also make playlists for everybody and, uh, I make wallpapers and stuff like that just to feel like even when you feel like you don't belong, you have that. Like you look at, you open your computer and you look at your wallpaper and you're like, oh yeah, I do have people. I have a person. Like I, I just want that to be a community for people. And you guys are my community too. And you keep me going. You keep me talking. You keep me accountable. And I am really grateful for my Patreon people. So if you want to join that, please, please do. It's such a nice space and it will help you feel a little less isolated for sure. And if you still feel like you don't have a community, get to know yourself first. And I feel like That's how you know that you're ready to find a good, solid community and what exactly community you're looking for. Like for me, I just kind of clung on to whoever came at me. You know what I mean? Back in the day, I was just like, you're a friend. You're a friend. You're talking to me. Let's be friends. We're coworkers. Let's be a community. And I would like kind of force it, but also just mindlessly collect these groups of people and not really care about them as much as I should Um, or just not realize like, they're actually not right for me and they're actually pretty toxic. And um, my sister suggested like things to do if you feel like you are ready to find a community, but you just haven't found one yet. And cause I'm kind of just speaking this out cause I feel like I don't know how to find my next community and I feel, I feel stuck and I feel alone and I don't know how exactly to find people. And she suggested like making a list to just put it out into the universe, like making a list of what you want in a community, what you want in friends, what you want in a partner, et cetera. Like be detailed, like where is the community that you want? What are they doing? What kind of things are they interested in? What kind of people are they? What age are they? You know, um, 
How long do you want this community? What do you want out of this community? What do you want to add to this community? And like, then go do that. Like if the, if you want a community of musicians who go to live music and hang out and play music together, go to some small live shows, go to a bar that has open mic every Thursday and start going every Thursday and just enjoy the music be open to meeting people and insert yourself, you know, and just join in. And I need, I need to do that myself. And I need to find cheap ways of meeting new people and not being afraid to like message somebody that I meet and be like, Hey, I just really enjoyed spending time with you. Do you want to, what are you doing this weekend? Like maybe we could find something to do. Like maybe we could go to a, I don't know, like a, art class or we could go for a hike or we could just go to a bookstore and read you know what I'm saying like just something small and low pressure um just to kind of help you join in um and that's kind of what I'm gonna be trying to do and also volunteering or getting another job just doing something outside of yourself that like just helps you get out there and when you're feeling depressed and when you're feeling isolated it's so hard. Trust me. I know I'm in this. I never want to leave the house right now, but I, I know what I need to do and I'm going to work on it. And so I hope you'll work on it too. The song of the day is called Run of the Mill. It's a demo by George Harrison. It's really, really nice. Really, really nice song. Um, I hope you like it. I hope you have a good weekend. Sorry. It's been so long since I recorded one, but also I'm not sorry because I'm just trying to be present in my life and not have to worry about delivering things to people. Anyway, have a beautiful weekend. Love you guys.